0: But I know they know because my son's all his sports numbers in high school were thirteen. That's how I knew that okay. We're getting along. He 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 understands because he all his numbers. He, he didn't have to tell me anything. And my daughter, she she cares. Uh, she sees me. I cry every time I see thirteen hours at the end. I for some reason when Jack's on the phone calling, I lose it every time. And I know she, you know, I know it kind of, she, she was caring. Cause she goes, why do you watch this? If it makes you cry. And it wasn't a bad thing. It was, she just was honestly, I think just care. She cared. And she just, she just couldn't, she just couldn't understand why I still watched it even though it hurt. Um, which said a lot, which made me feel good too. I know maybe that, I think it, I think she was really caring like that. I don't want you to feel like that. anymore. So we're in a great place now, but it did take time to rebuild. And as a father, you have to be there. I was finally home more. That's why I don't do as much speaking as I don't travel to do a lot of anymore because dads need to be around for their kids or you're not going to have that relationship that you want when you get older that you dream about having with your kids that because kids remember when you're not there.
1: Battle Line podcast, episode 197. And I've been racking my brain of uh, who we're going to have on for the big episode 200. The name at the top of my list, because we haven't booked it yet. If I had to choose one right now, I'm going to say we should go with Andre Orlovsky. Bring it back to episode one.
0: And he's been fighting more. I I mean, he fought again. And yeah, I love having Andre on. So I, I I think having him on every 100th episode, unless Pablo gets off his ass and wants to come on, I think that'd be awesome. And Andre's, he's just a good dude, man. I love that. Well, guy.
1: episode 100, if you remember back, uh, was, if I remember, September of 2022, and we had Mad Max Mullen.
0: Do we? Have, oh, I didn't. I shit, You know that better than I That's That's a good, uh, Max is a good dude, too. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't to know. It would be good, though, because I feel like Andre Arlovsky, it's, I mean, it's literally been nearly four years. So let's get him on, I feel. Like. Yeah. You, bring him back. you always say, we'll have you back on, and it's like four years, and he was a great guest, I think it'd be cool. Um, at some point I'd even like to do in studio again with him if I'm ever in South Florida, because I love that area. He's in Did that we... old Boca Raton, Boynton yeah. Beach, Delray Beach area. It's my favorite area.
0: We we've never we haven't had him on twice. I thought we
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm getting old, dude. I'm getting fucking old. There we've had like. uh Pat Miletich, you know, so we've had other fighters.
0: Pat's good dude. That that'd be another one to be a good one to have him back on again. Um, but yeah, Pat's awesome. I yeah, Andre would be good you Know me, dude, whatever you want, but I think Andre would be outstanding. And we he, we can still talk about his fighting career and and he's gotten more into it. I think he reps he reps canic firearms, so he's even more into firearms, and, and I even think he does com- some competitions now. So oh wow, that's one thing we didn't really get into within the first time is the firearms. And because he we did a little bit. We did a little bit. He but he wasn't, yeah, and he just wasn't into it as much as now he's like I said, now he's a spokesperson for Canic. And Canik makes a good little gun. It's actually a very good little, <laughs> we're not looking for sponsorship canic but Hey, <laughs> just let you know, um, they actually do make a good pistol. I've shot one. Uh, when I was speaking events in South Dakota si- uh, six months ago and just out of the box and yeah, things accurate, great little gun. And it's inexpensive. I mean, it, it can be as expensive as you want to make it, but just a stock canic gun is a good, good gun. Yeah, so I wouldn't, yeah, him on and he can talk about that because he's, big time big time into shooting now more so than i think
1: it was 4 years ago Yeah, that would be cool. Well, you know, speaking of actual sponsors of the show, before we get into everything, got to talk about Bub's Naturals. I mean, they have the best coffee out there, Bub's Brew. They also have their MCT oil powder, which is a great pre-workout, as you often say, great energy source. Uh, Their apple cider vinegar gummies with the mother, unlike a lot of other apple cider vinegar gummies on the market, which is great for healthy digestion, cleansing the body, but really their flagship product, is their collagen protein now for those of you who may have not listened to all of our episodes talking about collagen collagen is the most abundant protein in the body Uh, it is literally the glue that holds our bodies together collagen is a blend of highly functional amino acids found in all the body's connective tissue bubs upcycles cow hide that would be wasted by leather tanneries and they use the hide from pasture raised and grass-fed cows an enzyme bath breaks down the hide into molecules and boosts the amino acid profile. The collagen is agglomerated and hydrolyzed into a powder, and Bubs stands alone as a single sourced and certified product. They're flavorless, you can mix it with absolutely anything. Bubs is the highest quality for superior solubility, and they're single sourced. They don't buy from multiple sources and mix together their products by compromising quality. They're the only 100% NSF for sports certified brand. So after your early 20s, collagen production declines every year. Collagen is critical in the support and reconstruction of joints. It supports gut health and muscular recovery, muscle recovery, and promotes healthy skin, hair, and nails. So check them out, guys. As always, bubsnaturals.com. You can find it all over the place, but the best deal is really through us when you use the promo code BATTLELINE for 20% off. That's bubsnaturals.com. Promo code BATTLELINE for 20% off.
2: From Kansas City to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto
0: which is on. Mother, I'm going to shoot you in the face.
2: Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and
1: (laughs) I have been dating for a long time.
2: You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast.
1: The switch is on Battle Line podcast, and we have not done a QA episode in a really long time. Yeah. And actually, the last time we did, we only had a handful of emails, and now we have a lot, man. So <laughs> it, it tells me that uh, the podcast is growing, and people are really loving uh, the recent episodes, and new people are discovering the show, which is great to me. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Uh, and we love the interaction. I know I do. I, I really want that. It, it, the questions and Q and A's and stuff, if we're not getting any questions, and uh, you know, it does, it, it's, a, it's a barometer to see how, hey, are we doing well? What do we need to do? At least when we're getting a lot of questions, it helps us because we know we're getting less, which is fantastic. That's of course, any podcast that's what you want. But of also, course. also, you know, we know that there may be some things that we need to talk about more. With your questions, it helps guide us into the path that we need to go for what our listeners wanna hear. And, uh, and it's also a way of you guys telling us thanks. And for me to say, hey, man, you guys are giving us questions. Thank you for listening to the podcast. So you're telling us thanks, but then it allows me to say, hey, thank you, because if we didn't have your questions and we wouldn't have listeners, which means we wouldn't have a podcast. So man god bless you guys and thank you for the ton of questions that we've we've got i I don't ian hasn't sent any to me yet which is good i like to be fresh i just printed them
1: out you know we've been getting them every every day getting new questions so um i mean i I didn't really review them i just printed them out and i mean i i saw some of them most of them i saw seemed good so i was like let's get to them but um before we do there's actually a few things i want to hit Um, I want to talk a little bit actually about the podcast growth, which we'll get into. But the first thing that I thought was extremely important that we talk about and that I get your comment on, you guys who follow us on social media, I know most of you guys who listen to the podcast aren't on social media, but for those of you who are, you've probably seen this. Sarah Adams, who has been on the show and has really, I mean, I think it's safe to say, Tonto, follows Benghazi and, and like really what's going on with the terrorists involved in Benghazi more than anyone. Right. I mean, is there anyone who follows it more than her?
0: No, I, well, she, that's what she did, but that's what her job was at the agency. That's what a targeter does. They hunt people down, hunt people down. They may not execute the action to go get them, but she's the one that finds them. And what I see is I, she's just still doing her job and that's why she was probably the best targeter. Sorry, all you agency people. She was probably the best targeter there and you let her go because she decided to side with us. And and which correctly she should have, which and Sarah's a smart person with common sense. So, but I feel bad for you, terrorist Sarah's like a pit bull. She gonna bite. She gonna bite and hold on, and she's gonna find all you mothers. I yeah. say, you ain't going no. And she's doing it again. Now it's just hard to find people to action on these guys or action these guys, which means go well, get them or go kill but them. She's, she's, she's been do. on
1: top of all that. So yeah. before any news source even reported on this, I saw it from her. And that's why I put it up from her, and it got a lot of traction. Um, so I'll just read it for those of you, once again, who aren't on social media, who don't see this stuff. Um, she said to us in the last 24 hours, this was on July 12th. So this was probably July 11th that happened. Um, Authorities at the Istanbul airport in Turkey detained, then deported Ziad Balaam, one of the most notorious terrorists from the 2012 Benghazi attacks on the US mission and CIA annex in Benghazi. The US government must ensure that Ziad stays detained now in Libya as he must face trial for his crimes. And then I saw, you know, Jeremy Mitchell and other people associated yeah. with you are asking people to call their congressmen. I think just like you, I'm always skeptical of, you know, if there's no, yeah. no political motive. Are they really actually going to do anything? But uh, I think people want to hear your comment on this because I, even though in the mainstream media, Benghazi has been forgotten, there's plenty of people who have not forgotten it. And there's still people being captured who were responsible for what happened that night.
0: And, and uh, as far as the media goes, I don't, they're no, they're, they're media is terrible. They're, they're not going to do anything, they're not going to report on it um, because uh, most of the media, again, is is extremely extremely left which is terrible um but even yeah,
1: right-wing we, media i would say going to report reporting it because it's just uh, not the flavor of, well, of and a month or year or uh, whatever
0: and you're no you're right and fox news ain't gonna report on it because you're it, it is it has nothing to do with trump and how awesome trump is and newsweek is not gonna report on it because that's it has nothing to do with unless trump was gonna actually go get and like pick him up they'll report on it then but if it has nothing to do with trump well they're not gonna report on it as well so I, but that's, a, I I think that's where agency, uh, where Sarah's with the agency, it doesn't make two, di- two shits, it doesn't make two shits to me if they report her on her or not. She's doing what she needs to do to at least try to get him here. I don't think it's going to happen. I know Sarah's going to bust her ass to try to make it happen, and and I hope she makes me eat crow, and she, she does make it happen. But, buddy, I couldn't have said it better than you just said it. It's not the flavor of the month. It's not going to help anybody get elected. It's not going to help a right-wing politician get put into office it's not going to keep a left-wing politician from not going into office Uh, so uh, Sarah just Sarah's got to work it out for her but I have you know I grant on my feeds and I reposted on my stories as much as I could Um, you know I don't think it's a lost fight it's just going to be extremely uphill extreme uphill battle for her but if anybody can win that uphill battle Sarah that's what she did (laughs) I just said she's a pit bull she's not going to let it go until it's kind of reminds me of Andy Dufresne at Shawshank Redemption that kept writing the, 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 the state library board to give him books. Well, I'm just going to write 8 million letters a day till they answer me. Well, that's what she's going to do. She's going to keep saying, hey, hey, congressman, hey, politicians, hey, everybody, this asshole needs to come. here, And she's going to do it until it gets done. Or they tell her, stop, don't do it anymore. You're going to find some repercussions. But, but Knowing Sarah, even if they told her that, she'd probably give him the finger and say, well, shit, I'm going to even do it more. Oh, but so I, I, do I have any faith that they're going to get? No, I don't. It's not a disappointment to me because. So then
1: what happens to him if he's detained? He
0: either stays in Libya and he becomes a prisoner of them, or is he in Turkey right now? Or I haven't checked. I think
1: I think they I think they they get Libya because I think he's detained in Turkey. Yeah, I mean he's detained now in Libya. Yeah, in Libya
0: they they're gonna make him their own prisoner, which he'll be in their prisons forever. Which if you've ever been near a third world prison, they're not they're they're a lot worse than what we got here.
1: That's true. um,
0: Which is not a bad thing. Uh, They can execute him as well, uh, depending on what they want to do, or they could charge him with something and release him. And we can do absolutely nothing about it. If he's a Libyan citizen and their host government has him, we're screwed. They don't, they have to say, hey, US, you can have him. If they don't say that US, you can have him, we can't go get him. I mean, we can do it clandestine, not saying we do that. Maybe we do it might have happened a couple of times here or there, but if their government, if their government wants him, they got him. and they can do whatever the hell they want with them. Um, what would probably happen. And, and I would assume, and this is, this, this depends on the president and who's, who's the commander in chief at, if they ever did release him. And this has maybe happened once or twice before. And he went back and just be a civilian. He might have an unfortunate accident and die. Maybe that it, hmm. it just should happens you know that that's that's honestly if the U.S is going to do anything about it, I can see that happening um and then you know then there but there'll be no responsibility because he just had an unfortunate accident uh, but if he's in Libyan custody and he's in their prison, yeah, you know, he's going to be in their prison for as long as they want. They got him. It's his, they're, they're his. There's nobody, not the UN, not the US can override him because he's a Libyan citizen. If he was a US citizen from Libyan descent, that's a different story. But yeah, yeah, he's there. And But if he is in there, brother, I can tell you, it ain't no cakewalk. He, he's probably, he, I'm sure they're not treating him very well. And he's probably worse off there than he would be in a prison here. But I, I do agree with Sarah. He was a terrorist attacker he needs to be held responsible for killing U.S. U.S. citizens, uh, especially U.S. citizens of that, that, uh, of that command, of that high of a command with Ambassador Stevens within the State Department. And it's right to bring him here. But I don't know if his treatment honestly would be bit worse here. I think honestly in the U.S. prisons here it'd probably be treated better than he would in a Libyan prison. So um, whatever happens though, you know, I I appreciate Sarah still staying on top of it because if she hasn't, obviously this administration and even the past administration like trump or not he didn't stay on top of it either so at least somebody's still trying to hold people accountable for the attack and as you you've seen from her books and her posts and coming on our show there is a hell of a lot of people that are responsible some have died but there's still many more out there that we should be going after and she's finding them on i mean (laughs) she's just finding them on social media yeah I mean, that's, that's how, that's how pathetic, that's how pathetic our our government agencies are right now is that Sarah's finding them as a civilian just on social media, just by doing legwork, and they're not finding one damn terrorist out there, at least one's responsible, and that may just be because they don't care, because it was, hey, we didn't put the agency in a good light, so we're not going to go after those terrorists, which is a shitty way of of doing your job, agency and government, but that's probably why they don't go after them. But Sarah, Sarah will, and Sarah will continue to find them all. She will find every, guaranteed before she is dead, she will find every terrorist that attacked us because she is that good.
1: So, uh, yeah, I was going to say really quick, uh, before I even asked my question, if you could remove the mic a little closer to you, because I could tell you're very- Is it, it very close? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah uh... you got it. You're supposed to be close to the mic. but anyway, what I was going to ask you, is this might be a really stupid question because there were so yeah. many people involved in Benghazi but when you see the picture of this guy is there any by any chance do you recognize the guy I mean there's so many people no
0: in I yeah and I you, everything that I saw it was under night vision for the most part um when we were at the consulate and it was all lit up um it's still very hard to to unless you're unless you, you know, you're going to a room and you're five foot away from them and it's in the the room is lit up it's hard to tell facial features from those distances. And, oh, from it, is. and so fast. So it is, uh, um, but no, I need, but even just knowing, and some of those guys I recognized because they were 17 Feb and uh, 17 Feb Mars Brigade guys. And I, you know, I'd been around him before. So, oh yeah, shit. I didn't know he was a terrible, well, there you go. That guy though. I did, I, I didn't recognize him from personally recognize him. All I recognized was from the, some of the mug shots of when I did, when I was more involved politically with Benghazi and bringing people held accountable to the table, um, there are certain pictures that I would see or somebody would give me "Hey, do you know this guy? Do you seen this guy? And I didn't remember that face from some of those, it was, it was like doing a photo shoot. I mean, doing a, a, a lineup, you know, when you get oh, for yeah. a criminal lineup, it was, it was like that, but I don't remember him on that battlefield, but I, but I didn't really see faces. And I think that has a lot to do with training too. You just don't, you're always taught to shoot targets that are inanimate, and I think that gets ingrained in your head a little bit. So people don't, when you're shooting some, at least in my opinion, um, unless it's close distance, and you can actually see their facial features because you're so close and the room's lit up, maybe you're not wearing night vision. At distances like that, they're to me, they just look like silhouettes just like you just like, just like a range just yeah. like a race or what so yeah no it's not a stupid question at all but it's not no i'm just
1: i'm, yeah. I'm curious because no. when you know because sarah also posted more than just like one photo of the guys quite a few yeah um she did and yeah the other thing i was going to get to before we get to questions because i used to do this on like the early episodes and we just haven't had time to do it and man when i so the way simple cast works which we're primarily audio platform i mean we've been doing better on youtube we even just we just exceeded 2,500 subscribers on YouTube. No way.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. But we're Thanks.
1: still, I mean, miles and miles ahead audio platform. I'd say 99, like literally 99% <laughs> of you guys are listening on Apple podcasts because I see all of that through Simplecast. They give me all the stats. That's awesome um, too, though. That's so better. I yeah, I downloaded all the stats and I haven't done this in a while. And I remember originally we we're like, man, we're being listened to in a lot of countries. I mean, I have four pages of countries, like wow. in small print, that listen to the show. So I'll just give you a few of the top ones, and I'm not surprised by the top ones to be honest. But we're listening to in practically every country. There's there's really not a country not listed on here. Maybe a handful, but I mean, if you because they show you the map. And they show you colored in where we have listeners. Did
0: you just use a a double negative, dude? You did. I caught it. What did I say? (laughs) You're not a country that's not listed on here. Is that a double negative? Oh, yeah. So then you
1: are listed on it. Um, (laughs) So uh, number one, of course, is the US. That's a given. Number two, Canada, which makes sense. We've had great Canadian guests like Jeff DePazzi and Rob Furlong. And we have a big Canadian listenership. Um, After that, we got the UK. After that, Australia, which I actually thought Australia would be higher up. There's a lot of Australian guys have been meeting to get on here. Um, so we'll hopefully do that as well. Uh Germany next, the Netherlands, India, Puerto Rico's on here, though it's not technically a country, but you know it's hey, part it's of the US. Heck yeah. Uh Sweden, Spain, <laughs> Mexico. I could go on, but I mean, those are our top countries. And then as for our top states, some of these are probably surprising. I'll start with the uh, number one. State of Battle on Podcast listeners is Texas, number yeah, two yeah. California, number three. Wow. Flo- but large population, you got to throw that in there. Yeah, I feel like yeah, so yeah. number three Florida, number four Illinois, which you're not surprised by. No, no, I, 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 Illinois.
0: I, I, Chicago's all left, but outside once you get outside Chicago, dude, that's an extremely. That's just rural America right there.
1: It's right. People, we're also not political. I feel th- you know if we were a right wing podcast, I'd feel different. But um. Yeah. Ohio, number five, uh, New York, number six, Georgia, number seven, Pennsylvania, number eight, uh, Tennessee, number nine, and then North Carolina. And then it goes on, man. I mean, we have listeners in every single state. It's funny when you look at it, though, because it's like we have more listeners in Alaska and Hawaii than Maine or DC. dc's at the bottom of the list, right above Maine, <laughs> North Dakota, Vermont. The, so no one is listening to us in those. Practically no uh, one.
0: Uh, North Dakota? What? Come on, yeah, North, North, North Dakota. We've got me.
1: practically no one, man. Oh, no, that's terrible. Of, What's going not, on? We haven't even exceeded a thousand plays in North Dakota. So
0: uh, you get that's the other states. Yeah, our DC, of course not, man. <laughs> much as i bash and hate hate and that's a strong word but i really do hate politicians that doesn't surprise me in dc but that, so that's still cool though i mean th- those those sort of spots and ads ads those additions of of states that i would think we wouldn't like illinois i mean I, it is rural outside chicago but being one of the top states it still is kind of surprising
1: for me and yeah. um
0: and I even well, even pennsylvania i really pennsylvania that's i that's think even-
1: if, i do because i i can tell you pennsylvania i mean is big on for this area is big with shooters i could tell you because okay. if you want if you live around here like new york and you want to go to a range within driving distance where you could shoot anything right now pennsylvania is still like that wow because i've been a ranges in pennsylvania like in the poconos and there's oh there are a lot more there's a lot more you could do than a range in New York or New Jersey sure. or and God forbid Connecticut. Cause Connecticut is the least gun friendly state <laughs> that there is. You know, so All right,
0: maybe we'll get Connecticut one of these days and what the hell Kansas and Nebraska. Come on. But- what, what's it, what's is, the deal with curiosity. that that's, nebraska I, what's going on guys they're like
1: middle you know what's funny nebraska and kansas as you said it are right next to each other they're uh but they're like middle of the road well, it, but it's smaller population populations, that's why when i when okay. i think of like california and new york being hot in texas it makes sense big population big populations yeah so. I, that's
0: that's cool I, I california that's really cool and uh, that that we and but and you're right aside from southern california you get up north or you get in the valley it's it's a lot of a lot of gun fearing god fearing gun carrying people up there even though they may not support not that i'm saying i'm not certain sure anybody out but there's a lot of guns and a lot of god once you get in the valley and up in northern california
1: you do well I, i'm also going to say though keep in mind right as someone who's been to los angeles and loves that whole sunset strip scene and We've interviewed Corey Taylor, yeah. we've interviewed Ed's Little Dope, we've interviewed, you know, a ton of different musicians on this podcast. So there's a lot of people probably who might not listen for the other stuff, but they might check out the music interviews.
0: And that's good stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah so, so that's, that's, that's why hardest. I like keeping it versatile, because there might be people who are like, hey, guns and military stuff, it's not what I listen to but they'll listen to a Corey Taylor interview or they'll right. listen to a Josie Scott interview.
0: And I love those guys. And they come on too. just, it brings whenever we have them on, it just brings back memories. Cause all that music was, was what I listened to when I was in the army and that was, that's what you listened that way. And that was what got you through, whether it was when I was training or now I was contracting agencies. And when you're deployed, that's in your headphones, man. That's what you're listening to. You're listening to saliva. You're listening to slipknot. You know you're 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 listening to to pillar. At least I was. Yeah, and, and, and even and
1: though they're not, I, I know they're not really on your radar. But one of our most viewed shows is the one with Edsel Dope, which you weren't on. But Edsel told the story about how many guys in the Marine Corps learned to shoot listening to Dope <laughs> Die, Motherfucker Die. And Dope was on that infamous list of music that they played uh, for guys being detained at Gitmo during yeah. the enhanced interrogation. And it was cool because Edsel was like, hey, man, if this helps guys get the job done, I'm proud to be a part of it. And there's probably that's other good. people who felt like, oh, I'm disgusted by it. He's not one of those people.
0: And that, that's every one of those guys, at least that I've been on, um they all had a story about the military or with yeah. A, I was trying to at least throw something.
1: something in there. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that just goes that, that rock music in the military th- that is they go hand in hand and they always have, they, they all, I mean, look at Elvis. I was joined the army and we're going way back. And that was, he was, he was a bit risque at that time, but Elvis, Elvis music in the military went hand in hand. And I don't think any, I don't think it's changed throughout. And, I, and it shouldn't because that stuff, the music, some of those lyrics, a lot of them, and even some are directed directly towards guys in the military, like a lot of five finger death Punch songs are.
1: Oh yeah. Um and we've got Chris Kell on the podcast from Shot Show, even though it was only five minutes. But yeah. I'd love to have him
0: back on like a big one. But the, that stuff what their verses, I think they pull a lot of that from being around guys with post-traumatic stress or have been through combat or have or have you know they're a little worried it's their first deployment and, and they write those songs to to, of what they see and and so when you hear it it's not just a song it's like you relive something that you went through overseas because and they captured they capture it so well that i just cat like well, battle line and you know battle like battleborn and frontline it wasn't the names of the songs that i wanted to make that's why i did battle line it was the lyrics it was like holy shit this is something i went through in iraq this is something i went through every day before i got up to go out on an op it was like these lyrics were what was perfect. And that's why I love the rock music scene is because they seem to get, whether they're doing it intentionally or not, Ian, they do get it where guys that have been in the military, like, holy shit, it puts them back in a place when they were deployed just by their lyrics. They just, they, they're they able to get it right. So, man, I I, I love that we have the, the rock guys on. I'll be honest, I, I enjoy some of them. I enjoy a lot of the more so than some of the veteran ones we have on just because they're they're and they're real the guys that we've had on our they're just real dudes and i yeah. love re- just real fucking dudes and <laughs> and I, rock, by the way my I mean, rock I, singers and, are
1: yeah and, and i've wanted to have people from other genres on i mean we, i know we've had ryan weaver on as country artist but any country art. i mean i'm down to have anyone on i wanted to have i mean i am a huge fan of the rapper cannabis and when you were talking about the elvis thing cannabis left hip-hop to join the army so i've reached out to him but he uh he charges like several thousand dollars per interview and it was like yeah i mean we've never paid anyone for an interview and you know it's funny though i will tell you this man um on that subject it, it does suck when you hear that type of stuff but if i'm a fan of an artist even if they blow off coming on the podcast like i still i'm not the type of guy who's gonna be like i'm not gonna listen to this again because if i enjoy your music i enjoy your like I would love to get Dino Cazares from Fear Factory on the podcast. Kind of blew us off, as I've told you, but dude, I'm a fan, I'm a fan, regardless, even if you're like, go fuck yourself, I'm not coming on, uh, Yeah, um, you know, it, I just, I'm that type, I, because I know people who will be like, I'm not listening to this band anymore, I can't do that, man, if I love your music, I love your music, and I'll still go out to your concerts, and all that, uh, it'd be cooler if you'd come on the show, but so be it, well,
0: you know? yeah, I mean, if you like your, I I don't know, Dean, so, hate to knock you down a few pegs, Dean, I don't know your music, but, so, I, I don't know why you'd blow us off, but, yeah music's one thing and the same thing there's like rage i love rage against the machine but they were totally anti that was so it was like hypocritical and people that were on the left could when we were serving they would hit us military oh you guys love rage against the machine but they're totally anti-war it's like so what it made me want to go kick in a fucking
1: door i love their music
0: (laughs) you know, even though they're extremely so but you know it's the best example
1: of this i have to tell you that i always think of i don't know if you know this because people from new jersey certainly know this um Chris Christie is a diehard Bruce Springsteen fan. The and guy he goes was... to every single concert. No, but here's the thing. He's literally been at concerts where Bruce Springsteen will be on stage and be like, I think your governor is a giant piece of shit. <laughs> and Chris Christie's like, yeah, tell him, Bruce. get okay, that's like, too far. He doesn't seem no, to care. I... <laughs> Do you have any dignity? What he loves fuck? his music. I kind of get it, though. I like, if, I you mean, know? I am the biggest Deftones fan or Guns N' Roses. If they hated me for some reason, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be able to stop being a fan, truthfully. It would definitely disappoint me a little bit. But, I mean, if it's great music, I don't know. It's well, just how I, I feel, though.
0: Well, and if Hey, we listen to the music. If you want to be a complete douchebag, go ahead and be a complete douchebag. If you make good music, I'm still going to listen to it. I, I think Tom Morello is the way he's, oh, amazing. he is. I think he's fantastic guitar player, but I think he he's a complete douchebag when he talks about all the... I, you know what? Though? No, I, I think, but I still look. Man, he he can still jam. <laughs> I think, you
1: know? I, personally, though, I'll tell you this because you know, as I'm someone who follows music, I don't agree with him politically, but I wouldn't say it comes off as a douchebag. And for one, any interview I've ever heard of money's great. I think he's a really smart guy. Don't agree with his politics, but I think it's pretty cool that, and this is a fact, him and Ted Nugent still remain very close friends, although they're very diametrically opposed which tells me he's the type of guy who's open to hanging out or listen. He's not, you know, going to uh, block yeah. you or, you know, cancel you because he doesn't agree with your politics. So to me, I mean, first I hang out with tons of people who are very far left. Um, and as long, as long as you're not going to not be friends with me because I don't agree with your politics, I don't know, but he doesn't come off as a dick to me. I I, to do.
0: I, 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 I and I don't I don't care. I, I know we're going off a tangent because none of us know the guy here. I'm talking shit about a guy. I don't even know the dude. i always just come. But that's also where when you go in interviews, you got to watch what you say. I same way people. Man, dude, I didn't like you when I saw you on that interview. Why? Well, you were a douchebag. And I look at the interviews like, well, yeah, I kind of was. <laughs> it's not really it's not really me. But you just have those days. But what I saw, you can be anti-war, but I, I don't.
1: I don't I like. I would it. say I'm anti-war. <laughs> I would say, but aren't you anti-war in a lot of ways? I mean, like you're not you're not one of these guys saying we need to be in Ukraine, which we might get to no, during hell Q&A. No, you hell know. No, so no, no, I but... don't consider you necessarily a pro-war guy. Like when I think pro-war, I think of like Donald Rumsfeld and those types of guys. And you know, that's that's <laughs> who I think is pro-war. It's usually a lot of guys who never served who have never heard of a war they don't want the US to be involved in. And that's where I get
0: it. if you're gonna if you've never served, you can be against the war, but there was one interview and I, I, I've i got to find me. I can find it where it's just, he went way down the rabbit hole in this interview. I'm like, did you never pick up a gun and go, go stand on that wall? And then you can talk shit. I will. I, I am anti, I'm not a big war. I'm No, I'm not a war monk. I don't want it all, but been through it. I know what the atrocities are, not just the actual combat, but what country, what happens to the countries when you, there are, when there's wars in these countries, and Who suffers. Um, you're watching that shit on TV. When we ha- who's the who's the drummer from a uh, from a uh, from um, System of a Down? I love that.
1: Oh guy. yeah, John dolmayan
0: When he was saying, "Yeah, these fucking rockers go out there and they talk shit and they never they would pick up a gun, they have no balls, no guts at all." I honestly was going to ask. I wish I would. I was like, "Dude, are you talking about Tom Morello? Because that's what I thought." Of but when he and, said but it.
1: also his own singer. I mean, Serge is very left wing, but and he's in his family. It's his brother-in-law, but. I, I I I did ask him during the first interview. I was like, is politics the reason why you guys haven't played shows? And that and that remember, that's the thing that got picked up everywhere, like that whole conversation. And he did say to me, he's like, No, I could have a conversation with Serge and say that I support Trump or something, and he supports. He's like, and we walk away from it. We might not agree, but we're we're both adults. He's like, that has nothing to do with it. And he said it has to do with the fact that. This guy doesn't want a tour. He doesn't want to do shows. He doesn't want to do new music, and the rest of us do. And I mean, that's how it should be for adults. I, I think, I think if you are separating yourself from family or friends because they don't agree with you politically, um, you got a, you got a problem. That's my opinion. I
0: if if you're an all I'm get is if you're an artist or you're a you're a sports figure and you want to talk about military or war, don't don't I not don't go down a rabbit hole you can, you can be against it I completely agree I got you man I, I feel that way but don't actually start to get in detail of why and how just how the, atro- I get it. the atrocities and all that when you've never fucking seen it and now you're the spokesperson out there bashing against the bashing against wars because it doesn't get to the politicians that honestly gets to the guys and it sure as hell doesn't help our morale. I know it, it doesn't. And it, it, it pisses me off. Uh, I, I'm not going to go tell him how to play his guitar. I'm not going to go tell him how to fight. Hey, this is how you need to run a band. Oh, you're, f- Oh, that's your, you're an expert at that. You're not here in this realm. You're against it. Good. Let's leave it at that. Let's not go any farther than that. And, and, uh and I, I know where I, I wish I could remember the dang specific interview. So I give an example, but I know we're going down a rabbit hole anyway. That's where I had issues with with not just him, but others when they speak out against the wars. I get it, man. War's awful. War's hell. I've seen people die. My friends have died in front of my face, but say you're against it and leave it at that. Don't go any farther than that to, to make some political fucking dynamic statement because you haven't walked in those shoes to be able to do that. I think you do have to. my opinion, you have to walk in those shoes to make- make a dynamic statement about wars and battles um and if you have and and you want to talk shit hey dude i get it you seen you seen your buddies die pat tailman's brother can talk shit about the rangers i i don't i don't agree with what he says but he can talk he was there man he was a ranger he was winning in war i hey man you were there and you lost your brother to a friendly fire incident. i don't agree with your words i i don't i don't like what you're saying some of the stuff but I'm not going to rein you back in because you're there, buddy. You, you, and you served at a ranger resume. You know what it took. Does that mean? I guess I, I, I'm going again. I'm going too far, man, into it. But I, I, let's get on to questions. Because yeah, no, we'll, we'll
1: get to questions. So before much. we do, um, I do want to talk about actually some of our great sponsors. Once again, Fort Scott Munitions is a manufacturer of multi-federal patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition. It's designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve. On the standard of military grade ammunition design it was found that not only did the tui ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike with the ammunition being cnc spun the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market ensuring that you receive the same results with every pull of the trigger Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout all 50 states, but you'll get the best deal through us when you go to FSM.com and you use the promo code BattleLine. Uh, Once again, FSM.com, use the promo code BattleLine, only available to listeners of the BattleLine podcast. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Peranto, BattleLine Tactical, and the BattleLine podcast. Also, we got to talk about the best night vision out there, which is Photonis Defense. Now you can have the superpower to see in the dark with the Viper binocular night vision system by Photonis Defense. They are the global leader in night vision solutions, providing more high quality night vision capabilities than anyone. Military, law enforcement, and public safety end users utilize Photonis Defense solutions to give them the edge at night in tactical situations and rescue operations. Hunters, shooters, boaters, and enthusiasts can rely on the Photonus Defense Viper Binocular to become masters of darkness. The new Viper Binocular system carries the same features and benefits as the Photonus Defense Viper Monocular with a ruggedized body and harnesses the power of the echo intensifier tubes, giving you sharper images, reduced halo, and industry-leading ultra-fast auto-gating across the range of the dynamic operating conditions. Visit PhotonistDefense.com for more information or look for photonis defense product options from your night vision dealer. All right, with that, we've got plenty yeah. of emails to get to, man. Hey, I did you? Like, did, uh,
0: you just did that in one breath, too. Did you know, guys? That he that he did both those reads in one. Breath. That's pretty
1: impressive, man. <laughs> I've been doing this forever. I, get, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, okay, having I a yeah. Yeah,
0: all right. I'm getting all my all my going down the rabbit hole talks out. They're not gonna happen again during the questions. We're good. Yeah, they're no, done. we've okay, got okay, I was good.
1: gonna say, I feel like um Alex Jones though, when he's like has all these papers, like textbook size, and he's like, You think I can cover all this? These people are offshore. We've got <laughs> <laughs> we've got like tons of emails. Um, we'll get to what we can, man. I'm shuffling them because I'm just gonna put them in random order and what we get to, we get to, we'll see how it goes. But before actually I do a question, I'm going to have, give you this one thing because it was a comment on Facebook and it made me laugh more than any of the questions. What, so I was like, was let's it? put this up. Yeah, so I did that Badass Females Instagram clip, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember? Yeah. And- um a guy that you apparently know. It definitely sounds like you know Joseph Madonna commented yeah, on it. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, he's a marine. He's a marine cop. He's a marine cop. He was a. I think he's great. But yeah, he's from Chicago. He comes to clean. Yeah, what did what tell that? So smart what he ass wrote thing. here is,
1: uh, and and the reason I mentioned this, the badass females clip is because he wrote, "I've personally, per- I've personally witnessed uh, Christian Peranto's feminine side. He enlightened me a couple of years ago about white claw. I asked him, what the fuck is that.'" he somehow he somewhat explained and i told him i drink heineken if he's reading this he knows our exact conversation we had at the compound during the vehicle defense (laughs) training
2: in fact if i search
1: deep into my phone it was all video recorded funny i'm a marine but i still wear safi ranger panties and i was like i gotta read this on air
0: yeah joseph he's so full of shit i was every time they do something that was they couldn't do it or they they, it was, uh, they could do a drill and they would, they would half-ass it. I would always say that they were drinking white claw. You guys going to go get a white claw after class? <laughs> and then he just started giving me shit. It was funny. But yeah, I, I remember that the, uh, the video too. It, I was, I was being facetious. I was being funny. I don't drink that shit and I don't wear tight. I think it was a class when Rudy Reyes came through too. Nice. really good guy kind of get in.
1: him back on yeah
0: and, and you know rudy but rudy loves his stretchy tight pants so he i does. think i was giving rudy shit about what hey did some white cloth. come with those pants you're wearing today they're and uh and then joseph of course he's got to get his two cents in there but rudy being marine joseph was a marine as well then they got after it but that's what makes the chicago classes so fun just those banters and of course we got well it, it, my last chicago class thanks joseph thanks for making me laugh that was funny guy yeah, he is it's hilarious <laughs> But this is what I did in last Chicago class, is we're doing IMTs and they're which individual movement you. So they're doing low crawling, high crawling, and so forth. And I had this guy going through, and you, when you low crawl, you your your ass wants to come up. So you're crawling. Think of it, you're crawling on your belly, and it starts to hurt. So you bring your ass up, and this is the kind of courses that we have. You know, it was during Pride Month, and I said, hey, brother, I. <laughs> And if you want to be, I don't give a shit, you'll beat this out. But it was Ralph, a guy named Ralph has come through a ton of courses. He always gives me shit because I love him. He, he's tremendous. He has half a hand and he comes through my courses. He's fucking badass, but he's, he didn't want a low crawl. So he, his, his chest is down, his body's up in the air. So his ass is up in the air. And I said, Ralph, I know this is pride month, but get your fucking ass down, bro. And everybody <laughs> just busted up laughing, but that's the kind of courses we have. I wish Joseph would have been there because he would have thrown his two cents in on that, but that's, that is that's how it is so the white claw comment yeah that's and funny. i don't drink but i don't drink white claw, and you I know it's funny white
1: now that you mention it though i will tell you it's not it's no longer fried months. but if i were to open up this window we have a giant rainbow flag outside of my apartment because i told you my my is two gay dudes but they're great man i, I love them great guys but then yeah, and, and, and in the backyard you got like tons of rainbow flags it sits all over the place well uh,
0: i'd be be? i don't care i don't can be gay what's you know no really? oh, no i have no
1: issue dude if i i wouldn't live here otherwise i, I love these i know people. i David, right? But it's like, <laughs>
0: what's with all the flags man who gives a shit you like each other he like you like that's we went to talk about disney who gives a shit he'd be there gabriel disney before there was always pride at disney whatever the the woke i think pride like,
1: at disney has been a thing for a long long time i also
0: say who gives a shit now Now, it's, now i think it's more of a hey, look at me. I don't think it's that, you know, hey, we're, we're gay and we love each it. other. It's like, hey, we're gay. Look at me. I'm different. I, that's how I see it. And I was like, take your flag. I don't care. Take your fucking flags down. I don't, I don't, or if you want to find, put them up, but all you're doing is bringing attention to yourself. And that's why people think you're narcissists.
1: Yeah. Why I would personally, you I don't care one way or the other. I mean, if I did, I wouldn't live here. Yeah. I also feel differently about the pride flag than the than the transgender light blue pink flag i think there's a big there's another flag between... you've seen it you've seen the other flag with the triangle you know what about. let me about. look
0: i don't remember i i but I anyway i mean
1: that. that flag i think represents something completely different than the gay pride flag um but we're I just, getting off on a tangent here yeah i know, I know. So we got to, get to I, let's get yeah. the emails because <laughs> there's plenty of emails and we're never gonna get to any of these so let's do it um so first email here hey chris and team I'm interested to know what your take is on a fitness question. I've torn the plater muscle. Is that, am I saying that correct? Patella, probably patella. Uh, okay. I don't know. That's
0: a patella tendon. I don't know what a plater muscle is, but there's a patella tendon,
1: uh, um, but I'm not uh, good with anatomy necessarily. I should, sorry, but man. Uh, on my right foot, uh, making walking more than a mile painful and taking sprinting, jumping, running completely out of the question. I've not attempted swimming yet. While I wait for surgery evaluation, what fitness uh, regimen would you recommend for weight loss now that most cardio is off the table? Love what you do. God bless. And that's Thomas in Minneapolis.
0: Yeah, Thomas first and Ian has can answer this real well, being he's a certified personal trainer. He knows this shit just as well, if not better than me. But uh, you know, first get your therapist and ask them what can I do. You have to. Yeah, do what your therapist says. But if your therapist says you can do something, then you can. And sometimes it's a mental block where you think you can. not But that was my first recommendation. That's what I did. It's like, hey, what? Get into my physical therapist and the doctor that did the surgery on my on my knee. And I said, what can I do at this point? And they gave me a list. Um, as far cardio goes, it's tough if you can't move and your your leg doesn't work, your feet don't work. And you can't get on a bike. The only thing I think of is get on a bike, but you got to ask your physical therapist. You got to ask your, your, your healthcare professional. You really do. And they will give you a list of stuff you can do. But what I did when I was laid up and I couldn't do any cardio at all, I watched what I ate. So, cause you can, dude, you can go down that rabbit hole and eat beating bonbons and ho-hos like a, like a, Fat girl on a couch, you can't and and or a fat dude on a couch, whatever however, whatever your personal preferences are. I don't care, but you can get let yourself get way out of shape. So you got to watch what you eat. Um, and then also I would sit in my bed and I do a thousand crunches a day. I didn't do them in a row. I would just sit there because I couldn't move. I couldn't do shit. I couldn't, you know, it was hard enough just to even get out of bed to go take a crap. Mm-hmm. So um, I just do a thousand crunches a day, but Biggest thing is get your physical therapist and say, hey, is there anything I can do that you will allow me to do at this point uh, as far as cardio? And they will tell you and they'll give you workouts. But hey man, if you're in bed and you're laying back, how do you do crunches? Well, on your back. It's where you're at, watching TV, do because do some crunches. And eventually as you get stronger, continue to ask your physical therapist, what can I do now? And that's what I did. So that's my best word of advice. And then you won't risk re-injury because you're staying within whatever medical, uh, m- whatever medical guidelines that you need to stay in based off what your injury and your surgery and your recovery is. They have, they know that, but you got to
1: ask them, ask them but. Cool. Yeah. Sounds good to me. All right. This next one is super quick. Uh, Chris is our military prepared for China. And that that's from a uh, Bob in Dayton, Ohio.
0: I don't know how good Chinese mil have the China's military is. So that's a hard question to answer do I think yeah, our I know like is... stuff
1: you see on Twitter is all them uh marching yeah. and they that, do like just... these really elaborate marches <laughs> but it's like does that have anything to do with war yeah, I, I mean
0: yeah if, they, if we're gonna go against them on a freaking drilling ceremony we're gonna lose man yeah. <laughs> yeah, they can march <laughs> but I don't really I, I know that as far as their generation fighters I mean I you know I don't know how accurate Top Gun is but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt in the world that they have the technology to make fighters that are better than ours now um so maybe that's a, that's a John Wayne Rain, Rainwaters question to him. And I hit him right. up and asked about the air, the, the flight stuff. But just guys on the ground, I don't know. Uh, I, do I think our military is as strong as it was when I was? No, I don't think it is at all. Uh, technologically, maybe, yeah, we got some advantages there. But as far as the soldier goes, no, I, I don't think we're as strong. Do I think we're not as strong as China? I don't know. I, I You know, China, you, you always see that China is a big bag military. They're badasses. They're training but I'm like, yeah, it's like, well, really, what have they done? Aside from post videos on social media of tanks running over protesters and <laughs> and fucking them doing I money that.
1: I, I've seen a lot of the um, yeah, the marching and all that. the marching. But I, mean, all, but I will say ceremony. technologically and in terms of like infiltrating the U.S., right, that they they're great at that. They're great. No, no they're, doubt.
0: Their, their intel collection services, I think, are just as good, if not better. I mean, also just
1: when I'm watching a baseball game and I see an advertisement for TikTok with a U.S. soldier being like, TikTok is great. It helps me with, uh, you know getting the word out about what we do. I mean, I I feel bad for that guy because he truly is like a U.S. military veteran. It's just, you want to be like, dude, you're being used right now. Yeah, what are you doing? It's fine that you're on TikTok. I mean, I wouldn't be, and you are talking to military veterans, but don't do a commercial for their company. That is terrible. I saw that. I was like, what the hell?
0: I I did. That was a what the fuck moment. Like, what the, what are you doing? You idiots. But technologically, they are just as good, if not superior right now than us. They are. They're really, and Intel wise, they're tremendous. The only better Intel service in the world is Israel. Israel has the best Intel service. Yeah, hands great. down. They're, they're, they're fucking hands down the best. Um, but just boots on the ground, special ops fighting mono e mono, at least on the special ops side, I still think we can kick anybody's ass. I, us and the British SAS. I really do believe that. Um, but the big jet, the big, uh, big mill, I don't know. I, I can't. I used to be able to say, fuck, no, they could never take us. It's bad enough now that I'm just going. Eh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But but I don't know their military. So I am like,, I have all I've seen really are the Tenement Square. You see that all the time. And then also the marching. There's got great marching, marching, drill and ceremony videos. So my answer is, I don't know, but it should never be. I don't know. It should be. Fuck, no. But it's not. It's I don't know.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll get to another one here. Like I said, we got plenty of these. So um, this is a regular Scott uh, Teedman. He's written us a bunch. Uh, Dear Chris and Ian, I recently completed active shooter classes at my place of employment. During the class, they talked about the different types of reactions people have in these situations. Some fight, some flee, and some are frozen with shock, fear, and indecision. It made me think, which one am I? So, Chris, my question is, how does someone with no military training know if they can keep their wits or will be scared shitless? Is there anything a person can do to give them a be- uh, better odds of staying clear headed in high stress situations? Yeah,
0: do, do keep doing what you're doing. But every one of us trained until we got into the fight. None of it's not like we start fighting, come out of our room. So every one of us has been that, hey, can I really handle myself? The more training that you go through, the better prepared you are. And then war game with yourself go through scenarios in your head like hey what if I get attacked or what am I going to do if you're doing that you're maintaining what we call the initiative which means you're going to be ahead of the ballgame you're being you're, you're taking the fight to the enemy mentally and by preparing yourself mentally then you're not going to be scared you're not going to be frozen you're not going to worry when something happens because you've gone through it mentally in your head and then maybe you've trained as well for different scenarios in your head so when it happens you're like oh well, I know what to do or at least I know options that I can go on And that's through the training, and also, like I said, going through different scenarios in your head. And it doesn't have to be at the range; it can be just when you're sitting on your bed. I do that. What if somebody breaks in my house? Where's my gun? What am I going to do? I've been through my head. I'm prepared for it. Always be prepared, like the good boy, like the Boy Scout. Be prepared, and being prepared mentally is ninety percent. I was ninety percent. It's fifty percent of the battle. The other fifty is being prepared physically. Um, So by always going through scenarios and going through training will keep you prepared. And then you'll find out, hopefully, God forbid you do, but sometimes you don't know until you know. And the best case, the way to do it though, is to continue your training and go through stress-filled training, physically stress training, and then also mentally stress training. Um, anything that you have to do under some sort of form of duress, whether it's physical duress or mental duress, will prepare you mentally for that oh shit moment and we all had to do that every one of us that has been in combat we weren't in combat till we got in combat so we never knew until we knew and when we were able to succeed in combat I attributed that to all the training and then also the scenarios and then also the the what if going through scenarios in my head and being prepared and going through different options of what I would do if this happened so that's all you can do but that's
1: it Well said, man. All right, Uh, this is more of like a fun one. This is from uh, Steve Sanders, Chris Sandman. Oh, okay, so you know, (laughs) Uh, Sandman. Chris, what's your most hated chore around the house that Tanya has to nag you about?
0: My my most oh, you know what? It's it's not a house chore, bud. It's actually cleaning my guns. So when I go to the range and I have to come back, I'll leave my guns out like in the living room because if I don't see them, I won't clean them. And like, I have one that's been in my living room that I shot two weeks ago that I'm like, I'm going to clean that today. And I still haven't cleaned it yet. She like, are you going to clean this gun? Yeah, I will. Well, can you get out of the living room? Well, if I get out of the living room, I won't know it's there. And then I never will clean it. <laughs> so that's, I think the biggest pet peeve she has is that I leave my guns out where I can see them. Um, and they're unloaded for all you freaking trollers out there. There are no ammo in them, It's nothing like that. They're in a case. And they sit out in the living room because if I see it, I hate cleaning my guns. But if I see it every day, I'm going to eventually do it. So that is a pet peeve of my wife's. But I don't say that's a house chore pet peeve. Uh, The other pet peeve of a house chore I have is even though I'm the only one that does it in the house, I clean the showers. Nobody else in the damn house will clean the showers except me. So there you go. that's, that's, That's a house
1: chore. I couldn't tell you the last time I cleaned my one gun that I have, but as you know, I, I rarely shoot. It's just not like a regular part of my yeah, life. Yeah. So I couldn't tell you though. I really couldn't. Um, <laughs> this one is from Brian. Uh, Chris. Oh, this is definitely uh, someone, you know, because it says Ryan Smith here, right? Does that ring a bell? Yeah. I, says, long
0: time, If it's the same guy I'm thinking of.
1: Well, yeah. he says, Chris, who is your favorite roommate in McLean, Virginia <laughs> while on VIP, <laughs> was... <and> VIP family <laughs> protection assignment?
0: Brian was a Brian was my New York cop. Whenever I did protection, executive protection in New York City, I can't carry. He was a cop at the waterfront there in, uh, up up in uh, Manhattan. So I would call him like Brian Ham coming in with a with a client. I need a gun. I need somebody armed. So he would be my. So I, I'd meet him at Madison Square Garden and oh, wow. we, we'd link up. And then he was, cause he could carry, he was a law enforcement in New York, in New York city. Yeah. He could carry it. He was my driver. And then I would have my client there. So yeah, Brian's good. Holy shit.
1: Dude, did and you, Brian, I know you don't go to like events and stuff, but being you went to New York so often, do you, did you at least ever go to like a Ranger or a Nick game talking about Madison I didn't know, I didn't get
0: a chance. I didn't get a oh, chance man. to go. Oh, I know I, I I'm sorry.
1: I didn't all that stuff. I, is it, It's like, to me, that's like a New York experience thing. You got to do,
0: you know what I did do? I enjoy, I do enjoy theater, dude. You'd be surprised. Yeah. That's weird. I went to the, the shows, the, on what's the um Broadway Broadway. I, I, one of my favorite one was uh, that I love doing, I did. That's my kind of thing. I, the sport events are cool. I did, but I, I that's one thing people don't think I, I'd rather go to a Broadway show. I love that. And I, the best one I saw, to be honest with you was that uh south park guys made it was awesome oh uh, so Book of Mormon. Le- I never oh saw yeah it was freaking <laughs> i love that so that's when i was in new york city that's the kind of stuff i would go do is go see shows i saw the blue man group in some dungeon in in uh out out in uh brooklyn there i feel a- like
1: now they're they're strictly vegas those guys yeah but i think they- i think truthfully this is going to sound very new york elitist to me but i don't give a shit but i think anything that's like had its run in New York, it eventually goes to Vegas. When New Yorkers are like, "All right, we've seen no, this right. enough," no, you're right. It goes to Vegas. No,
2: that's like, not latest. Like you're think right. of it,
1: like how Carrot Top has a show there. Carrot Top would never survive in New York. Not no. enough people would care. But in Vegas, he could probably sell out every night.
0: And and like the Blue Blue Man Group, they were funny. I, I wish
1: I've seen I, them before, yeah. and they,
0: it was it was a tiny theater in some building that I like. Whoa, this is wow! But they were hilarious. Uh, that's the kind of stuff I would do when I went to New York, and then I'd love the food the drummer My uh
1: name. yeah for sure the drummer for slaughter the original drummer was in blue man group at one point which would have been cool to say
0: no way
1: yeah like after heck? because a lot of those bands you know like they're not regularly touring anymore they're not making as much so yeah they go on to do different I things you. but anyway what, what wait what did he ask though i didn't even get to his question oh if you were his favorite uh vip oh
0: no i didn't have a favorite roommate y'all were fucking annoying dude yeah, everyone he said yeah, yeah
1: favorite r- roommate right
0: yeah my favorite roommate on the vip on the uh on the executive protection tour there in mclean in northern virginia none of you were y'all annoyed the living shit out of me so there i is there, I, y'all y'all were at the same level y'all were at dirt bag level that, that was it now nah, i love you bro but still y'all were at dirt bag level I, <laughs> I didn't like any of
1: you. all right this <laughs> is a definitely a different one so this is uh reggie he goes by reggie monster on here what is your favorite bible verse and what does it mean to you personally
0: Oh, well, John 15, 13, of course. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. It's, yeah, that's it, on everything I have. I mean, shit, I even got a hat up here. John My John 15, 13 hat somewhere up there on that on that uh, bookcase. But yeah, I, I paraphrase it. I know I always say it wrong, but basically it's about sacrifice, giving yourself up for your brother. You know, you're willing to give your life for someone else. Love is no greatness that a man laid down life for his friend. I, that's not the exact, I know if you read it, it's, it's a little word, a little different, but that's how I remember it. And that is the military. That's a credo. If you go to the Texas A&M Corps, the mil, you know, Texas A&M has the Corps of Cadets. Um, that's what's up on their moniker, John 15, 13, at many military bases you go to, that's what you will see. You know, you'll see Psalm 91 as well with, you know, walk through the valley the shadow of the death, the shadow of death. And that's a great one as well. But the John 15, 13 is mine because that is, ultimate giving your life for your brother. And that's what I believe if you're going to join, especially the special operations community, that has to be the forefront. Not that, Hey, I'm going to make it out of here live. I got to make sure my team makes it out of here alive. So that is it by far e- easy, easy, too easy. Good question. And that's, but that's it. That's an easy one, man. Yeah. John 15, 13. Definitely.
1: All right. Uh, And this is from uh, Rob uh, Jagger. Uh, Chris, I met you a few weeks back at Disney World. I didn't want to ask you this at the time due to spending time with your family and uh, me with mine. But how has your family adapted to and dealt with the reality of what happened on September 11th, 2012, 2012, and uh, seeing how it was shared on the big screen?
0: Uh, My kids were little at that time. You know, my 18 year old, he was seven, eight when was it seven? It was 2016. It came out. So yeah, he was, he was 11, actually 10 or 11. My daughter, she was like six, my little guy, he was one. So they didn't know. And honestly, they know now. And, um, I don't think it's become much of an adjustment for them because they were so little and they went through a lot of the highs and lows, when I wasn't well I went through a lot of the highs and lows and they weren't around because I divorced my wife for 3 years of when that was when the movie came out so early on it was tough because I had to get to know them again because and you know I'm daddy hey daddy left mommy that's any if you don't think that affects your children men it does believe me they're going to remember it my <laughs> And I had to really rebuild except for the one year old, my seven and my eighteen year old now, my 14-year-old, I had to rebuild those bridges with them. But now that we have, and you know, now that they can see that mom and daddy are there, and and then I had to, when we reconciled back together, Tanya and I, there was always that worry that is daddy gonna leave again because I was always leaving on deployment. Then I left the family by being a dirtbag husband. Uh, we got divorced. So it was now that now that we've gotten through those those humps where I had to rebuild that relationship and rebuild that trust with my kids, that dad's not going nowhere again. He's done with doing all that stupid shit, he's done deploying. And now they see, you know, me and Tanya get along. Of course, you you see we get along, we love each other, we get along extremely well. It, we're in a good place. So it, it it was all down to honestly, it comes all down to how I acted. Um, if I felt good and I wanted to be at home then they saw that if I was in a terrible mood and I didn't want to be at home, they saw that as well. And whenever a father leaves their children, they worry. And when you come back, I expected them to accept me back right away because "Yeah, dad's back. I fixed kids. Don't do that. Kids are like, ah, dad, I don't know. You left us once already. Are you going to do it again? So that was difficult. And it took me a couple of years, two almost three years to rebuild that. Now we're at a point now where the kids are like, shit, dad, when are you leaving again? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're home too. No, it's just like he's I'm just a just normal dad, normal father. And it's not the kids, believe me, your kids keep you humble. Dad's nobody, dad's nothing. Dad's dad's dead.
1: Dad oh, I just, saw such a great meme the other day. Yeah, It was, uh, I, what, I, was it my, well, I was showing it to my well, I've shown it to my boss Adam. It relates to what you're saying. Because my boss Adam is the biggest Slayer fan. He's got like Slayer license plates, he's got Slayer tattoos. Um but there's a, there's a photo of Tom Araya from Slayer at the Grammy Awards with his family. And he's all, he's got the horns up and his teenage daughter is like rolling her eyes, like, yeah. a couple, you know, <laughs> next to his wife. You've seen that. And it's like, even if you're the front man of Slayer, your teenage daughter is still going to think you're like Exactly.
0: That is that there, that sums it up right there is what point I'm at in my life with my
1: teenagers.
0: I <laughs> think, but I know, I know. If you can m-
1: find that, by the way, if you can find that meme, uh, Harold, put that up on the screen, and let's make that a short. If we, yeah, can. that's
0: hilarious, man. I, um, but they do know, and I know they're proud of what I've done. And They do know the ranger; they understand that now. That's my my older two. Like, yeah, Rangers, they, they, it's, they respect it. Even though my daughter, she would do still roll her eyes. Dad, hero, whatever. i yeah, I'd call that. He's my dad is, it's just my dad. He keeps telling me to clean my room, but I know they know because my son's, all his sports numbers in high school were 13. That's how I knew that. Okay. We're getting along. He, he, he understands because he, all his numbers, he, he didn't have to tell me anything. And my daughter she she cares. Uh, she sees me. I cry every time I see Thirteen Hours. At the end, I for some reason, when Jack's on the phone calling, I lose it every time. And I know she, it, you know, I know it kind of. She she was caring because she goes, "Why do you watch this if it makes you cry?" And it wasn't a bad thing. It was she just was honestly. I think just cared. She cared, and she just she just could. She just couldn't understand why I still watched it even though it hurt. Um, which said a lot, which made me feel good too. I know maybe that, I think it. I think she was really caring like that. I don't want you to feel like that. Anymore. So we're in a great place now, but it did take time to rebuild. And as a father, you have to be there. I was finally home more. That's why I am don't do as much speaking as I don't travel to do a lot of shit anymore because dads need to be around for their kids or you're not going to have that relationship that you want when you get older that you dream about having with your kids that because kids remember when you're not there. So I, I don't know, I guess I was wrong. but yeah, that's, that's, that's my answer to the question. I hope it answered it. I, I don't know if I did or not.
1: Yeah, no, said a lot. I, I think that answers it great. Uh, so th- this is an interesting one. I definitely have uh, my feelings about this one, um, but I, uh, you know, cause I read through some of them, but this is from Douglas or Doug in West Virginia, Chris, where's all the media coverage of the war in Ukraine? We have thrown billions of dollars in money and equipment to this effort, but where is it going and why is no one covering it? All other wars since Vietnam have been covered nightly on the news, but this conflict, nothing other than occasional pictures where a missile attack that hits a Ukrainian apartment building, uh, especially with the ability to use drones to provide video and not put reporters or cameramen in harm's way. What in the wild, wild world of wars is going on here Uh, or going on there, and that's once again Doug in West Virginia.
0: Hey, give me a break. You take this one first. (laughs) Um,
1: I mean, what I was gonna say, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with what's the flavor of you know what they're reporting. There definitely is footage. I mean, if you go on Twitter, you're gonna see footage of what's going on in Ukraine, good and bad. I mean, you're gonna see stuff that makes the Ukrainian military look horrible, you're gonna see stuff that makes the Russian military look horrible. People are gonna have their opinions on this war, but in terms of it being reported on the nightly news, I just, I mean. I know you never watch the news. I very rarely watch the news. I get my news from Twitter because I just know, I mean, right now the big stories are, and that are covered nonstop are Hunter Biden, still January 6th stuff. And you know, the war in Ukraine, it's unfortunately like a blurb. Why? It doesn't get ratings. I don't think it's anything more nefarious than that because the footage is out there. I mean, if you go on Twitter and you follow the right accounts, there's people on the ground. I mean, uh, you know actually we just talked we just spoke about sarah adams she is a non-profit doing stuff in ukraine but people like uh holly mckay they will i mean right now i believe she's pregnant i know yeah, she's yeah. i think married right which congrats yeah. to her congrats. but if she yeah, wasn't definitely. if she wasn't she's the type of person who'd be out there on the ground getting footage so they are out there but truly whether it's fox news whether it's Newsmax, whether it's cnn msnbc they are not i mean i could say this i've done stuff with a little bit of this but they're not in the business of, like, informing the public. They're in the yeah. business of, like, what is going to infuriate people and get ratings. And we are to blame for this because whatever they're reporting on is what gets clicked on. So that's what the people want. That's my opinion.
0: Uh, I, I, it's, I don't think it puts on – the, on the left side of the house, this war definitely doesn't put this administration – not that they need any, any more help of not putting themselves in a good light, but it definitely doesn't. And I, I think there's a lot of shenanigans that are going on in this um And if we have more exposure on it, then those shenanigans are going to be seen by us, and it's going to even put more people in their hot seat. So they don't want to report on it. This, we shouldn't be in Ukraine at all. I, I don't think we need to be any part of that. And, and uh, my opinion again, that's it's. I don't know why. I am surprised that Fox and Newsmax don't report more on it because I, I well, don't well, think why? this can
1: happen. because I. I, it's well, not the quick baity stuff. The clickbaity stuff is Hunter Biden, is January 6th. That's what people click on. It is. But, it's just, but, that's well, what people but, care you about.
0: You don't think, and I, I'm asking, guy, because to me it's surprising, wasting so much money on. Oh, a,
1: they'll report on that, but that's not what this guy's asking. He's asking why is there no footage of the actual footage. war? Because there, of course, they report on that.
0: Man, that's still, though, if we're wasting a ton of money. And I'm just, I'm thinking here, I'm just, this isn't an answer. This is, I just, I, that surprises me because don't you think if, if they want to put this administration in a terrible light, the one thing they want to show is Ukrainians dying daily because I don't think and, it would and, put the administration
1: in, in a poor light, though, because this administration, and I don't agree with, it, is dedicated to funding this with no end in sight. And to save Ukrainians, so I don't think that would put them in a bad light. I mean, I think the amount of money that has been misspent and and that we can't even calculate for that does, but the war footage, I don't think that would put them in a bad light. I think it's just that people don't care about it enough.
0: Yeah, I, I I think that's a great question. though. I, I I I can understand why the left doesn't want it out there, but it, it does. I, I do. I, I get what you're saying, dude. I, I agree. I, I understand. I agree with it. You're. I, I just. I think that. If they wanted to show the atrocities, just like shit, we, they showed an Iraq in Iraq and Afghanistan all the damn time. Um, it would have some effect on this current administration.
1: Uh, they, I like, think hey. they will, as more Americans are over there, right? Because when Americans are dying, more Americans are going to care. And or
0: there, maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's why. I mean, there's the answer right there. Because there's because Americans aren't in. There. I mean that is
1: true. How, I mean, how much reporting do you see of what's going yeah, on in Israel you know, and Palestine? How much reporting do you see? Even what you know, what we can know of what's going on in North yeah. Korea, which isn't much. I, I um, brother,
0: yeah, I think you just answered it. I, there it yeah. is, right there. I think really, there's the answer right there because Americans aren't dying in Ukraine, so they're not going to put footage of it. When Americans are dying, they're going to put or if Americans are killing. People over there, they're going to put footage. So, bro, I think that's the that's that's the answer right there. That's I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. That that's what I think. But
1: I guess partially. But and and unfortunately, that may be the future because there are Americans volunteering over there. They've been volunteering for the past year, but now when you start to hear selective service and stuff going over there things are going to heat up. It's it's going to get worse. I, yeah. I, I think that's plain to see, but all right, next email here. Uh, Hey Tonto, my uncle, Matt Nyman was uh Delta force and passed away two years ago. His 17 year old son is planning on following in his footsteps by joining the military soon. If you had any advice to give him, what would it be? Love the podcast and the positivity you'd, you've spread. Uh, thanks. And that's from Amy.
0: Just physically be ready. Um, always, if you're going to go that route, getting ready they will get you physically ready but if you can stay ahead of the game and be able to run two miles in 12 minutes and do you know do that max that pt test that that always helps when you get there when you're physically ready it helps you mentally because you don't have to it's one less thing you have to worry about you know, or accomplishing and that does put you in different categories if you're going especially if you're going to delta if you, which you're going to have to go through a pipeline either rangers 82nd special, uh, ODA, one of the ODA special forces. Um, and you have to physically fit. So, and that's how you get rated. I, I'm glad I, it is. I, I love that. That's still the case there. I do. I, I, so do that the shooting. I really, I shot a little bit growing up. I mean, I did, I shot not a ton, not like I wasn't a big hunter, but I knew how to shoot, but I wasn't a big hunter going in. I learned how to shoot while I was in, you'll get better shooting. But if you have a little taste on that and then just be mentally prepared, it's going to be a game, play the game. Yeah, there's going to be times where you need to accomplish a task and you accomplish it. And they smoke your ass up anyway, because they want to see if you're mentally tough, you just have to play the game. And that's, I think that's my biggest thing is just when you go in, just whatever they tell you to do. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Roger that. And you move out with the quickness and you get it done. And you will people, they will see that. And then if your physical prowess is prowess is up there, you're PT test. They'll see that. And you'll move up. And, uh, but it, I would always advise to, if you're going to go in, yeah, go to the special operations community, especially at this time with the, with the current administration we have in, I wouldn't go in the regular army, uh, at this time I would if, but if you're going to go in special operations, they're always going to be good, brother. It's as different. It's a whole different animal, but be physically, and mentally ready. Just play the game. That's what I say. Play the game. Remember that play the game. Yeah.
1: Um, how many more of these do you think we should get to? Cause I know you probably got other stuff to do. Oh, we got 50. Do and-
0: oh, damn shit. We're already- Let's, uh, how about we do what do you think
1: three three more yeah it works yeah. for me because uh, yeah. i we got a ton as we got a, a lot more and um yeah I mean, we're not, We're just not gonna get to all of them so it's it, yeah we really appreciate all the emails so um this is from jason actually this you just kind of answered this to be honest uh but you know maybe you could expand a little bit um in the current political climate and the way the military is going what are your feelings on whether or not your kids want to join the military uh thanks jason
0: I I, seriously I I would I would tell them wait till this administration's out Um, I would I I think it's still honorable to serve in the military I would tell them don't I would never say don't go serve in the military no I think it is always honorable to serve your country but I, I would I would wait until the next election and hopefully we get a different administration in there if not then ask me that again. And was it two years? When's the election? Two more years?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's going to be yeah at the end of 2024. Ask me,
0: ask me that again, but on this current, I just, I don't think you have the support. Uh, I don't think you have the backing and I definitely know the leadership is lacking, not just within the the white house, but also within the, the upper level. I mean, we all see that guys. I'm not saying anything you already not, not seeing. Um, So I wouldn't just down and dirty answer. Wait till the next election. Unless they want to go in special operations, then have at it. Go at it because you will have good leaders there. You don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. This one is from Robin, who's a regular. This was an interesting one as well. I know that you go way back with Robin. Oh, Mc- um, Montgomery. Robin? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So yeah. uh, good afternoon, KP and Ian. Hope all is well with you. Thank you again for always answering my questions. I'm going to see the Sound of Freedom uh, movie with my family this coming upcoming weekend. I know this movie is very important to raise awareness for human trafficking, but it's also very sad and dark in nature. Have either one of you seen it? If not, are you going to see it? What are your thoughts on the movie? Thank you again, Robin.
0: Well, I kind of already answered mine, but you didn't. So you didn't? I oh, answer you it? shook your head. No. Oh no no no! I'm I I, I answered uh, earlier when somebody asked about the Sound of Freedom movie.
1: I th- oh wait wait no, no one, it wasn't. No one asked. I, us I did on face. It. I,
0: holy crap! I did oh you face- did it on Facebook? Or I something? did a Facebook okay. live. <laughs> Oh, all right. That's okay. Um, yeah, I will see it. No, my, my son saw it. Actually, he went and saw it and said he loved it. He he, he said it was excellent. Um, uh, you yeah, has has faith in there, and and it has it, it has a. And I haven't seen it. This is what you know, I haven't it
1: is. seen it. I've my I've my opinions, but I haven't seen it. But it's my a opinions good guy, may be different than yours.
0: Good good guy, <laughs> bad guy element at all. Uh, um, I, I if it's good guy beating a bad guy and stopping stopping human trafficking, yeah. I, honestly, that's what. So old crime movies used to be bad guy versus good guy, dirty hair, well, but it's a Golden documentary.
1: G- 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 it's not, and it's, it, yeah. and
0: it's still, but still is if it's, if it's because it has that act, Jim, Jim, I can't pronounce his name, like Cavazel, Cavaziel.
1: I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, guys, if <laughs> it help you there,
0: he's, he's been, he was in Passion of the Christ. He was, gee, you know, he's he's been in a ton of movies. Um, if it is that, and I haven't seen it, but yeah, if it's good guy versus bad guy catching and, 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 and destroying a, a, somebody that's a predator, a human trafficker, that's, yeah, I'm going to see it. I'll watch it. And I don't, I think you all should watch it. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I've seen it. So it's hard for me, but I, it, if it's got God in it, it's got good guy versus bad guys. It's got faith. That's how a lot of movies were when I was growing up. That's how they were. That's that, that was good. That's what made the movies good. I'm I'm okay with that. I got no issues with that, but I haven't seen it. so maybe if i see it and i'm missing something because i'm only going by what my son said and then you know then they're they're even i don't watch the news i saw that disney something with disney didn't want to put it out honestly that makes me want to go see even more disney didn't want to go didn't want to put it out but um other than that just from what i understood uh, yeah go see it go go see it and then tell me what you think and tell us hey i was good or tell that sucked let us know i'd like to know i
1: don't know go ahead uh yeah i'll give you my take on it so um i for one i have i've not seen and i haven't seen it i i've not seen like such a movement for like a movie in a very long time i mean like i'm in a smaller i'm not i'm not in the city for those who don't know i'm on long island and i'm seeing like posters up everywhere a lot of people are getting very into this uh i'll be honest my immediate reaction when i saw mel gibson involved and in, so i don't think he's involved but i saw him endorsing it in any way i want nothing to do with mel gibson so that turns me off from seeing it. um i don't think he's in the movie though you know but I, nah. i'm just like if this is the guy that you want to to basically get this message out there i can't think of like a more despicable human being um then in terms of the movie itself um I've heard mixed things, all right, because I've heard a lot of people say that a lot of it is in the conspiracy realm, QAnon stuff, and then I've heard other people I respect say that that's not the case. Um, so I, I can't tell you until I see it, but what I can tell you is this. I've interviewed a lot of people who are involved in human trafficking uh, in combating human trafficking, and I know people involved. Uh, people like George Hand, who's former Delta Force, who we should get on the show at some time, and George will tell you himself there is so much misinformation out there on this topic and there's, and you know, a lot of it is done to be over the top and it's just not correct information. I mean, for example, uh, I'll give you a one that's, that was huge over the past few years. And any of you active on Twitter are going to know what I'm talking about. There was that woman, Eliza blue, who was very involved in, who was like the face of anti-human trafficking. And I do think there's a reason why it was a white woman, because I think people kind of, gravitate towards that when usually the people human trafficked are from China, Chinese, or South America. It's not usually white women. Um, And when she was doing interviews, as you all kind of know this, so she got very much platformed on Twitter, because she became friends with Elon Musk and stuff like that. And when she was doing interviews, she never really expanded on her experience being human trafficked. Then she went on Michael Malice's show, and I'm a fan of Michael Malice. And I know Michael Malice is always like kind of fun with how he does things. But at the same point, he's a really smart guy, man. And you're not going to bullshit him. Uh, I mean, Michael Malice did investigative work going over to North Korea. He wrote that Dear Reader book. Um, and he was asking her about being human trafficked. And she had no substance to the story. And then what came out was that YouTuber Brittany Vetti did a whole, um, and she she got banned for basically exposing this woman because Elon Musk was friends with the Wise of Blue, which so this woman should not have been banned. She did get unbanned. But it turned out like this woman during the time she apparently was human trafficked, was seen in rap videos and this type of thing. And, and it was definitely to her own accord. And then on Michael Malice, she was saying, oh, my pictures were used without permission by different sites. And, and Michael Miles is like, yeah, that's not what human trafficking is. Like, did you understand? What... So I just I I haven't seen the movie, but there's been I can't think of a topic where there's been more disinformation over the past few years. And when I saw like the star of the film going on Bannon and trying to politicize this whole thing and make it like a right wing movement, that's where like my. BS yeah. detector goes up a little, but I haven't seen it yet, so I also can't give you a fair analysis, and I'm yeah, not saying uh, I can.
0: Honestly, if it's if it's like if it's movies, good versus evil, and the good guy but wins, do-
1: you're you're framing like a, a scripted movie. It's a well, documentary. I, I Has a I don't know. Is it? Yes, that I know. It's a documentary
0: documentary with jim cavit cavit Kaviz- Kaviz- yes he
1: said that after he was involved in hollywood he became interested in human trafficking and fighting human trafficking because i saw the interview with bannon so well, then, then this is not a scripted movie well again this is it a documentary well,
0: then it's a documentary still good versus yeah. evil good guy wins that's what movies should But be. my issue is that's is the information
1: going. out there correct that and that's very important read. because i think
0: I, I think I don't know. I and
1: I think you're going and, down. And I'll tell you I why you're going down a rabbit hole, from, there, dude. You're I, already going like it's hey, important this though. because I think paranoia over here. <laughs> no, but I, I I worry about the amount of vigilantism with human trafficking, which we've seen a lot by people who have no idea about this topic, who were never involved in this topic, and they start trying to bust human traffickers when there are people once again like George Hand, former Delta Force, and I know people we've had on the show too. I just can't name them offhand. I know friends of yours who have actually like been doing the work for years and actually know what is into going into basically getting these girls who are on Backpage when it was around or or these girls who are on Craigslist who have actually been human trafficked as opposed to people who think they know what the hell they're talking about well, I, and want to be vigilantes. And And I would hope this movie does not do that. That's my opinion.
0: I, I don't know if it does. All I know is my son enjoyed it and he said it was a good movie
1: and that's right. And, and as i've said i've heard a lot of good stuff i've heard a lot of bad and i can and when it's free i guess maybe at some point i'll see it on tv when i saw mel gibson i was like i don't i don't want to he's big he's big
0: anti isn't, he, isn't he's big anti-jew and he's anti
1: semite anti-women anti-black people i mean he's a dirtbag and i yeah
0: i again i don't know Mel Gibson, I have no idea Mel Gibson, but that doesn't change my opinion on anything. It's like, hey, yeah, it's the movie. well, and, and like I said, the not good. even the
1: movie, but personally, for me, when I see him endorsing this, I'm like, dude, of all people. I don't, film?
0: I, I don't blame you because if Tom Morello would have endorsed it, I probably wouldn't want to go see it. <laughs> Tom Morello's <laughs> not a, You know, Tom Morello <laughs> but never. Look, but think of the,
1: the things Mel Gibson has done, though. Tom, you, Tom, you, see, Mel Gibson, going, when he got pulled over for drunk driving, what does he say to the cop? Oh, are you Jewish? See, what, I mean, where
0: I'm going at here is, is that you're making it too. I mean, if I did, and you don't like a guy, so I'm not going to go see something. Even though he may have nothing to do with it, that's so that's the comparison I it was. It turned making. me off. It turned, but it turned me off. I'm, I was making light of the situation. Yeah. i like, not making fun here. I'm like, oh, dude, well, I'd be the same way if it was if it was fucking uh, the 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 Daily Show old Daily Show guy from South Africa. Hate everything he I think oh, he's yeah. a scumbag. But that makes said, with the movie, Robin and me and Ian can both tell you we've never we seen, seen it. it. Yeah, I, I don't know, but. I just do know if my son liked it, and I always love the old movies of good versus evil, or even if it's a documentary, good versus evil, good wins. That's I love that. That's what I grew up on. That's super. Yeah, this is that's. Super, I mean, that's, I,
1: it does sound like I will say, even though I haven't seen it, you haven't seen it. It sounds like I know more about the movie. The movie is an actual study of a human trafficking case. That's what it is. The I, money. The movie is someone actually being freed from human trafficking my question would be if you're going to do a movie on such an important subject is all the information accurate i'm hearing mixed things I haven't seen it yet
0: all uh, right and that's that's important because or if it's not accurate it's got to be it's got to be stated that it's to say hey, this is a this is a uh what, what's the word <laughs> this is not a truth. but
1: that's not what that's not what they're they're okay it's not what it it's is? not being presented as no it's and And that's the problem when you see the amount of like QAnon BS out there involved in human trafficking. From what I heard, this was made prior to the whole QAnon nonsense, but I would not want any of that in what is supposed to be a documentary film.
0: Do you think, though, when a film like this comes out or something that may be spot on? Because everybody is so QAnon afraid of and QAnon this, that
1: the I'm word, not afraid of it. I don't, I, no, they're, I know they're that, worried
0: that, that it influences everything, that the left will come in, even though it has nothing to do with it, will say, Yeah, QAnon had something to do with this. But just, they're, to say, they're, just, to, just to dissuade people like yourself say, No, no because I'm not going go to it because they said QAnon. And no, Harvey because of where they're no
1: advertising is, they're, they're purposely going for a super right wing audience. That's for sure. And that, and, and I, and so, I, human trafficking is not a right wing issue. It's not an anything issue. It's an important issue going on, not just in America, but throughout the world. And uh, yeah, but I, once again, I haven't seen it. I'm not, so I'm not going to say that it, people should see it. But yeah, I have seen the stuff that QAnon has put out there about kids in tunnels and all this shit that never it's, happened that we know has never happened. You know, One
0: thing I do understand though about movies and making it going on a right wing movement, 13 Hours would have been considered a right wing movement because nobody on the left even though we asked and asked and said i'll come on your show we'll come on anderson cooper we'll come on the daily show well go. they never wanted us on so we had no choice but to go to the right
1: True, but the movie is not a right wing movie by it, and and well, that, that movie i've actually seen Right, well, i know, I know. There was nothing right wing at all But do you about think that's
0: movie. why they're going right or do you, we didn't we in fact the first thing i when they asked us do you want which who do you want to do first I actually picked Anderson Cooper. I was the one guy that picked Anderson. I said, "I want to go on Anderson Cooper's show. Talked to him yeah. on the phone. Thought he was the coolest guy in the world. I like, dude, this dude's cool." But then once we got on Fox, the left wanted nothing to do with us. And we no, didn't but have they're a not choice.
1: going on. Um, there. I saw the stuff with Bannon. All right, and I've personally worked with Bannon, and Bannon's history is very questionable. What's that? is that the Steve Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon. Uh, yeah.
0: The, I thought he was in jail.
1: No, so that's the thing, right? The guy has been involved, with, so they're going on outlets that purposely, right? Pander like, of course, it would feel differently if they went on Hannity or so. That's that's totally. True. But anyway, once again, I I really can't state state this enough. I haven't seen it, so I I could be completely wrong. I'm just Rob- telling you why I
0: haven't seen it, Robin. That's your job. You need to go see it. Then, <laughs> we'll ha- then we'll have you on, and you can do the review. We'll do a movie review with Robin Montgomery. There you go. All right. Um.
1: Last <laughs> we do, one more, thing. We do one
0: more. One more. We do one more. Yeah.
1: This person sent like ten different questions, so I I feel like I'm gonna pick one. Unless pick so, one. maybe I'll just go to a different question. We'll save it one for another time. I'm trying. Let me try to find one that actually is like really good. I think. Um. They're all really good. We're just finding one that. No, fits some with are better the- than others. Come on here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Well, there was probably one that I thought was really good. If I, because uh, I skimmed them, I'm just trying to see. I'm trying to there's some of these are funny. Some of these Man, are short holy and shit. Funny. How many questions do we have? You're just a lot. paper after paper. A lot. That's awesome. Okay, oh, that's you know awesome. I love that. One of this is like news kind of related. I don't know. Um, I will go with this person who had the the bunch of questions. I'll choose one because there's a whole bunch in here um i think this is a good question this is the one i'll choose from you martha hernandez uh and for okay, you cool. if you were asked to join another special mission unit would you go oh actually that's not the one i, wanted. I want i to i thought then? she was what asking do? if you were to choose any other special operations unit which would you choose but that's not because well that hmm. i'll just get well, i can get I an, answer that yeah if you were asked to join right. any other um, special mission unit would you go or have you turned down any? All
0: right, that's a good question. No, I've never turned down any, but the one, Night Stalkers, 160th Aviation, Special Operations Aviation Regiment, uh, I would have loved to have flown Little Bird helicopters. So that was my, actually, that was my second choice coming out of Officers Canada, uh, uh, Green to Gold, Officer Training, ROTC when I did Green to Gold. First was Infantry, second was Aviation. So, yeah, I would have loved to have been a night stalker. I love being a ranger. I, I love doing that. But flying little birds for a living and being a night stalker pilot, that would have been freaking amazing. So there's my second choice. Definitely. Cool.
1: I'll, I'll ask one more because, okay. you know what, I, I could, uh, I think I have an answer to this one, too, and I think it's interesting. So we'll end with this one. Um, all right. This is from Ed Cunningham in Melbourne, Florida. What is one thing in your life, if you had another opportunity, would you do with more passion and drive? What would be the advice you would give others after that second opportunity? That's like a very spacey question, but yeah, I like it. it.
0: I, I love the way my life has turned out. I, I don't have any regrets or it's like, man, I wish I would have done this or it, it happened should it, it as it should. And I'm, but I'm not going to give you a vanilla answer. I'll give you another. I'll give you an answer. Um, when I was at Dixie College, Dixie Junior College, we were really good one of the best junior colleges in the nation we were tremendous we because we all had a bunch of guys that couldn't pass <laughs> couldn't pass college so we had all these five-star athletes that played at this jc to get our grades up so we could go play division one football i had the opportunity to go play division one football uh, at brigham young university and the university of south carolina and i Turned it down because my dad got a job at Mesa as a head football coach, which was a you know a lot smaller college at Mesa College. I'm not saying it was, but you know, I and I said, well, family, my dad wants me to come play for him. I'll go play with him. Nothing against my father. No, I loved. I'm glad it was how it should happen. But looking back on it now, I would have loved to experience Division One football at that level, playing for the Gamecocks or playing for Brigham Young in a seventy thousand seat stadium. Um, that would have been cool. So. If looking back now coming out and I was a pretty good junior college football player, I actually was an all American uh, at my JC. And because we were so good, we got looked at by all these D one schools come pick us up, pick us. And uh, yeah, I, I would have, I probably would have, if my dad didn't get that job at Mesa, I would have went to Brigham Young or university of South Carolina. And they had a quarterback at the, at both colleges. BOU is a football Mecca for, for, for quarterbacks. I mean, Steve Young, Jim McMahon, Robbie Bosco, Heisman trophy winners. Um, Being a wide receiver there would have been a hell of a lot of fun. Uh new University South Carolina had a guy named Steve Tannehill. And if you follow football, he was a big, big time division one, division one uh quarterback coach, uh quarterback, uh quarterback for football, division one. So that would have been cool. That would have been cool playing in those states. So if that's anything, it's not a regret, but it's something I would have done differently if my dad hadn't got the head football coaching job at Mesa. I would have accepted, uh, I would have went and played football and accepted a scholarship at either Brigham Young or University of South Carolina. Um, but Hey, didn't happen. And honestly, my, my life turned out fucking awesome anyway, because if it would have went that route, I probably wouldn't have got to spend years in fucking countries seeing in awesome countries, seeing some amazing, amazing things like Afghanistan and like Yemen or off in the Indian ocean or spending time in an Egyptian seedy hotel, drinking chai, watching drug deals go like Indiana Jones, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have got to do that shit. So my life turned out great anyway, but that's something I would have done different.
1: Yeah, the, the answer I was going to give you, because I just I thought it was an interesting question. And I would want because I wonder if it relates to your life, you know, as your life, Ed, since you're the one asking this, because I would just want to know, um, why can't you do this thing that you feel you would need a second opportunity to do? You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you had another opportunity, would you do it in more drive and passion? So it's like, what is it that you want to do? Because I think people always feel like I've done, this is what I do in life and I can't do something new now. You know what I mean? And I think people like, if you want to go back to college, if you want to be involved in some type of volunteer work, I don't know what it is you want to do, but there's no reason you can't go back and do things. I mean, look, obviously let's say it's military related if you're above the age, you're not going to be able to join the military again and stuff. But there's, I mean, I think people forget, like, if you want to learn a new language, if you want to learn some type of new skill, if you want to get a new job, you don't like your current job, you want to be in a new relationship, like, what's stopping you? So, but I would want to know specifically what it relates and, to, because the I, just, I think people tap out too easily in life. They're like, yeah, "This I, is what I, I do. I'm at a job I hate. I'm in a relationship I hate, and and I've just accepted it." And you don't have to accept things like that necessarily. Oh,
0: and the drive thing, I missed that. There's nothing I've ever done where I didn't give it one hundred and ten percent. The drive was always there. It's just it was a decision. So yeah. whatever you decide, make sure your drive's there. That's on you. That's on you. And if you decide to not give it one hundred and ten percent, that's on you. But you know what? Even if you didn't then, you can now. So whatever you're doing now, just change that and give it 110%, and you'll forget about whatever you didn't give all, whatever you didn't give 110% in, whatever you didn't give all yourself in. If you do it now, that'll make it will, it will make up for whatever past indiscretions. Or if you want to say mistake, it's not a mistake, it's learning. You're learning, it's wisdom. But whatever you feel like you didn't give 110% on, you'll, you, I am swear to God, you'll forget about it down the line because you're giving it all now i promise you that and it'll dissipate you'll be like well fuck. I'm, I'm giving it now I'm, I'm a badass now so i agree at the end man you can always change your stars if you need to change it you know don't live in the past like man i wish i would have done that yeah it's done. and it's there's gone. too many bullets people down.
1: feel that way yeah yeah
0: yeah bullets down range you can't take that bullet back after you shoot it all you can do is readjust re-aim and refire and hit the mark the second time that's all you got to do guys damn yeah. i should put that on a t-shirt that's good good. that was good good,
1: contoism right there (laughs) (laughs) it was uh, right yeah yeah, that's good that's good. we got to use that all right so with all these other emails here's what i'm going to ask you guys if you want us to do do another q a episode like next month or something or or maybe september leave us a comment on youtube because if you guys like these episodes we'll keep doing them if no one is commenting that they're into this i'm going to throw the rest of these out and whatever but but if you guys like these episodes we'll do another one at some point Um, I'm going to tell you, August is going to be an awesome month of shows. Uh, I haven't booked all of August, but the next two guests are big ones in studio. And I will tease this. The next guest on the podcast is someone that you guys probably never thought you're ever going to hear on the podcast. If you, and if you know my history in particular, you're, you are probably going to be interested in hearing this person on the show.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Right. Um, yeah, guys. someone
1: you ha- never thought we'd have on, right? Like oh, I, because that. of you
0: because of the relationship you, you guys had. I be yeah. honest with you, I didn't was like but you with me. I, I get along with this guy all right. He's he's he 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 he's got his own he's got his own demons he's got to deal with in his side of the house. I, I got my side and uh, but he he did me a song. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to go too far, and I'm going to give it. Yeah, away you always really do changes. this I'm with Corey Taylor. You,
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, but I think it's someone who will be interesting. Um, but yeah, we got Brad. We got two in studios. We got this person in studio. Then we got Brad Thor in studio. I love doing the in studios. I always feel like doing this on computer. It's kind of bullshit. It's not my thing. You, you know? got to get your, if own I could be in studio. Like me the dude.
0: You got to get your own studio. That, there yeah.
1: it is. It was, well, how um, would I do this though? <laughs> I, I got to go into the city. That's the good thing dude. about being near the city though, is like someone like Brad Thor, right. Is they're in the city to promote a city. book yeah. or this yeah. next person is in the city to promote something. So I'm like, come in studio. So yeah, I don't mind getting on the subway or getting on the train near here and, and going to the cool. city. I, I know yeah. it costs us money and stuff, but I, those those shows come out great they're, they're some of the best shows we've done
0: they don't cost that much they're not that yeah. bad man I, I think all right well i guys yeah I, I like doing these uh honestly they're fun i i think they're fun for both me and ian uh so yeah give us a comment we got a ton of questions i love seeing questions i know ian does too because it means we're, we're finally getting you know it may take us a little while but we're finally getting on the right track of what Y'all want us to do, and and the show is driven by y'all. So you guys need to tell us what you want us to do. And having those questions and doing these Q and A's help us still guide us on the correct path that you want us on. So man, thanks, man, and yeah, put some comments in. Let's do another
2: one next month. That's all for this episode of Battleline Podcast. But we're always posting new content on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at BattleLinePod. That's an order. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes up every Tuesday. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. Believe in yourself. Face all challenges head on. And as always, never quit.